Hey moguls, welcome to this very special Mogul Money presentation. Over the past six months, I had the pleasure of working with artist Yours Avery on creative directing his latest expression, Songs I Can't Listen To. This album is very special to me as well. I had a hand in making its conception something otherworldly. It was a blessing to be able to be along for the ride as these songs were created and mastered. This conversation that you're going to hear between me and Avery was recorded in New Hampshire back in January during the recording of all of the visuals for the album. I'm very excited for you all to hear it. I will be back with you all very, very soon, I promise. But until then, this is the episode I can't listen to. This album's like done now. Yeah, it feels so crazy. It's done. Very much finished. Yeah, and it started as like something totally different, which I think is pretty crazy. That's what I kind of love about it, though, because like it's always so interesting being like a part of the like whole process because you get to like hear what it was and like what it is now, and I still hear like some of that love that was yeah. in the original project. Just it's been kind of skewed in a different way. Bro, I remember coming to you for like the first meeting that we had, and I was like, I'm in love. Yes. This is great. So, like, yeah, all is good. And then, like, yeah, and then everything, you know, went down how it did. Yeah, yeah, bro. Everything was just. Lamar went to hell. Yeah. Sure. And it all kind of reshaped itself. But, I mean, obviously, we're very firm believers. Like, that's just how it was supposed to come out. And now I can't think of it as anything else. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how I would have finished this album. If everything like went to plan, you yeah. know, like it's it's crazy. It's perfect. Like I feel like it's the through line is threaded so well from top to bottom, and I don't know. Like I'm just I'm excited to see how the people react to it, and I'm gonna force it down their throats. Oh, so absolutely! Love it. No, <laughs> big on that. Heavy on that. So, yeah, I mean, do we want to just we can just go track by track? Because um, yeah, we can start with the intro. Which I was wondering, so was that actually going to be like a full song or was it always just intended to be that? It like, was always going to be, it was always just going to be that there's going to be a voiceover mm-hmm. over it no matter what. Mm-hmm. The first iteration was I was going to get my ex on it because yeah. she did like poetry and journaling and stuff. So I was yeah. going to get her on that mm-hmm. and it was going to be like an intro to like, yeah, like the love. Mm-hmm. And I was still like the message of the album was still me trying to like define love, which I think it just obviously took to like a different kind of turn on what that looked like. But it Mm -hmm. was still very much like, I know as myself, like I have a lot of work to do Mm -hmm. on the ways that I love and on like my anxious attachment and stuff like that. So it was always supposed to be, yeah, that, that one thing with the voiceover over it, but obviously the way that, that everything went, like, yeah, it just, it turned into something new and, you know, the whole scope of the project kind of reflects yeah. what we talk about in that, that intro. I think like the, the statement of the album, like that being the first thing is mm-hmm. like, I just want to love you the most, mm-hmm. uh, choose no one else above you to cope. Like that mm-hmm. was the way that I was looking at things was like, I'm attached to you right now. Mm-hmm. Like the, if I'm being really, really real, like mm-hmm. 
there were points where the album felt like work because I was like, I'm just in love. Like, yeah. who needs music? Who needs art? Like, maybe yeah. I was just doing this because I just wanted some attention and now I got it. Yeah. So, like, that was, like, my North Star was, like, yeah. let me focus it on this relationship. Yeah. Um, so the whole album kind of reflects on on finding my way into finding something that's healthy and sustainable. Yeah. Like, I, the growth from Peace and Drowning to this is, like, leaps and bounds. Like, Peace and Drowning was phenomenal. But this is like a whole other world. Like I feel like they're they're chapters in a book, but like it's a different kind of story each time. It's like an anthology you're building. Yeah, and it feels present this time. Mm-hmm. Like I think that a lot of the songs on Peace and Drowning, like songs like Decline and stuff mm-hmm. like that, were songs that I'd had since I started writing music. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, I know this is gonna be my debut album. Yeah. I know it's gonna hit these marks, and mm-hmm. it was a very maximal approach, obviously, to mm-hmm. that. And with this one, it was like purposely like me and you were like, we're going to keep it small. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep it tight. Yeah. No, 11 tracks total, you know, yeah. nine songs, two interludes. Like it was like, we're going to get to the point. If it doesn't need to be said, then we're going to leave it out. Yeah. And like, there are a lot of, obviously like we know a lot of like really good songs that yeah. just aren't on this album yeah. because it was, it was about getting to that point. Yeah. So everything now like wasn't, I have this stash away in my notes from a year ago that I've been writing over time. Like it was, what, what am I feeling today? And as everything kind of spiraled and I went through my breakup, it was like writing at a necessity. And yeah. I was like, I need to get this shit out somehow. Therapy. And it, it was very much that. And I think this was the first time I, I think I processed things through music mm-hmm. during peace and drowning Processed like a lot of like my traumas and the things that have built me up into the person that I am. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, this was a very present therapy of like, this is what I'm feeling today. Mm-hmm. If I don't get this out somewhere, like, I don't know how I'm gonna navigate even trying to trying to heal right now. So, yeah, I think I think the intro is very reflective of of where I, where I started with all that. The road to healing. Absolutely, I feel like that's the whole album in, in so many ways. So, and so this one's gonna hurt. Like when I when you sent me that, I was like, okay, <laughs> yes. I was like, absolutely. We 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 researched again. Yeah. And it's just like your punches, like it's more detailed and like refined. Like what was the writing process like when you were writing that? Um, I found the sample first and mm-hmm. um like a lot of like the sound, especially that I've been gravitating towards even now, has been like those kind of soul choir samples, stretcher mm-hmm. samples with like the drum breaks over it. Mm-hmm. Um so it just started with that and I think at that point the the album of like the, you know the love album and of defining that love it started from a place of even stuff that i first started sending you over the summer it was like reflecting on the ways like as a young adult that so much of us are like we're just gravitated towards sex and towards like hookup culture and stuff mm-hmm. like that and that's something i've fallen into a lot in the past mm-hmm. um you know i'm not a huge into like turning up and drinking a whole lot or like smoking or anything like that like my advice has always been once again as somebody who's anxiously attached like i'm gonna find the validation i need for mm-hmm. myself through other people and that always came through intimacy um so this one's gonna hurt was Mm -hmm. my beginning point of looking at that and being like oh like of me wanting to reroute myself and wanting to reroute my life into uh this is where i'm starting this is once again like i can recognize at this point that um the intimacy the hookup culture that trying to chase that rapper life Mm -hmm. um that that was that was my north star at that point Mm -hmm. so um, it was simultaneously like, let me reflect and mm-hmm. let me show y'all that like, not everything's perfect, but also like, let me throw in like some of the hardest bars I've ever written and make sure my punchlines are there. Yes. Um, 
you know, I think we can, we can touch on it, but everything after manifest last year, like the, it lit a fire under my ass to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, people are going to keep talking on me and, uh, yeah. I can make the most vulnerable work of my life and yeah, like, yeah. and like be on stage, like yeah. literally just pouring out my heart yeah. and it's going to be nothing to people yeah. if I don't hold myself to yeah. a certain standard of not letting people step all over me. Yeah. So as much as this is about loving anybody else. Uh, the self-love aspect, mm-hmm. uh, the main point of that self-love is self-respect for me right now and making mm-hmm. sure that I stand up for what I believe in and who I know I am. So, um, yeah, that mix of vulnerability mm-hmm. while also um, showing that I can be vulnerable and people still aren't going to touch me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was that kind of combination that worked on that level and, and some of the other tracks over the album. So, Yeah, it's like that respect is like crucial and like it's so it's weird because even i don't know how you want to talk about that situation but just the fact of like we can talk it open like i don't those is just is disrespectful when artists other artists don't give you your props or don't participate the way that they should and like it's sad to me when like your art is recognized but it's still not given the like time to really showcase it like i feel like you at um fresh connect is like the first time I've seen you really get your props and your flowers. And, like, that's another reason why I think we work so well is that I also have always felt like the underdog. Yeah. Uh, I can't, of course, speak for you, but... Absolutely. Like, so I just feel like your music is always connected to that feeling. Like, there are people who need to hear that, yo, like, you can go through life shit. You yeah. can still have a great life. You can still love those that you love, but don't let nobody walk all over you. Yeah. Fuck your shit and, up. and that's a, that shit that hurt me. Like, I'm a big people pleaser. Mm. Um, so, you know, when I kind of met that kind of conflict or anything, I'm always one to kind of just eat it, swallow it down and like put that smile on my face. And mm-hmm. that was the way that I approached so many relationships, um, in Chicago at Columbia, mm-hmm. just the music was like, I, I show people that love and that kindness and that respect. And, mm-hmm. you know, often that can get taken advantage of and just shown as ignorance. And I saw myself as uh other people seeing me as like that character of just like the nice guy who's gonna smile and eat it mm-hmm. um and yeah that that manifest situation with people coming out and you know kind of just talking all the shit on my mm-hmm. like it was that first moment being like oh shit like i can be nice to people i can make a really vulnerable album mm-hmm. i'm still not even on like the main stage like i'm putting my work in mm-hmm. on the side stage yeah. people are still gonna shit on me people Absolutely. are still gonna come at my neck like this is this is hip-hop mm-hmm. this is rap um mm-hmm. So yeah, coming back and firing on this album, like, mm-hmm. man, I didn't, I didn't know that I needed that. And I think when I first like got it, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to look off screen. Like I was at, I was at Ian's house um, <laughs> when I, when I found out and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Um, made the cover for Chesto that night, mm-hmm. came back, recorded that whole song in 10 minutes, dropped that shit mm-hmm. um, like that week. Like it was very much, uh, this is a this is that point where I'm either going to lay down and be like, cool, this was a great run, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna solidify my spot. So mm-hmm. this whole album was coming at that, and mm-hmm. man, I I think we accomplished something special in that. And I'll tell you, people people be coming up to me who who I know have been on that side, on mm-hmm. that other side, mm-hmm. trying to trying to come back with those fake smiles. So yeah. ain't reciprocated. Ryan, really. that'd yeah. be my thing. It's like standing your truth, like. If people don't like you when you're just being yourself and like having that authenticity, because that's really what it is. It's yeah. Like, it's the fact that you're not cookie cutter. You're not chasing somebody else's sound. You're not chasing nobody's flow. So it's harder for them to come at you with anything, but, and then they start making up shit. Yeah. And people don't realize like 
for me, I don't know if it's this way with other rappers. I feel like there's a lot of other artists in general that mm. are naturally very gifted. Mm -hmm. uh, I think my story, if anything, up to this point has been, I didn't have the rapping talent when I started. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know how to rap. I didn't know. I was like, I just love this shit and mm -hmm. I'm going to make some stuff happen. And with each one of my releases, it was always okay, this is where I'm at right now. Let me showcase where I'm at. I know it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. This is where I'm at and I want to show that that you can grow over time. Like my story is one of hard ass work yeah. and so many nights uh, of just being by myself in the studio, learning how to produce myself, learning how to mix and master myself, how to yeah. record myself, like being in that process. And on top of that, that wasn't even into the point of actually rapping, of actually making these songs. So yeah. If anything, like I've put in so much work mm -hmm. to make it seem like I have that talent in the first mm -hmm. place, you know, like that natural kind of talent. Um, so to put in all that work to get to this point and for people to think that's the height that I'm going to get to and that's where I'm going to stop. Like with each release, I've I've seen more and more people be like, all right, this is the height of where he's going to get. Um, and I'm I'm addicted to just proving people wrong right now. So um, I'm staying on that. Yes, addicted to proving people Absolutely. Let's clap for that. Yeah. Let's clap for that. <laughs> <laughs> now on to selling myself every yeah. song a song i fought very hard to retitle i don't know yes. why it was just something was calling me no, i was just like that needed to be what made you want to change the name on that i don't know summer boy just felt too juvenile mm -hmm. for this sound yeah. Like even though it's it's a it's a love song and it seems like flowery and like there's there's sprinkles and like pepper yeah. of love around it, it still has like this very grown adult vibe, especially because after everything that transpired post, you know, yeah. when we actually like started and you played me some of the songs you already had, like it, I just felt like it needed to shift along with the rest of the album. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy where we got to, because I feel like the idea of like selling yourself to this person who you you love, you want to continue whatever relationship you're going through, and for that not to be met with ideal yeah. circumstances, and then you go through your shit with your SO and whatever, but like, that's the kind of vibe that I felt like was going to push that song. Through. Yeah, and I think it was you wanting to push for that retitle that made me look at what that song actually was. So, like, mm -hmm. backstory of that song, I recorded that after my first date with my ex. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, I had that first date over the summer. It was awesome. I came home and I was like, I'm going to make this song right now. Mm -hmm. uh, all, like, the stuff that you hear on that song was me literally it's like one take i didn't have the drums on it i didn't have anything i had that one guitar kind of loop going and i just recorded right over that with mm -hmm. some tune uh most of it's freestyle mm -hmm. um so it was very much like yeah where i was at in that moment and looking back at it now it is very much like that oh this is this is how i was defining love still mm -hmm. and as much as it's a sweet love song mm -hmm. like it is all about please like accept this love from me mm -hmm. instead of there being any kind of mutual uh i guess kind of interest or chase or anything mm -hmm. like that like i didn't realize that yeah it's it's a song about me as a salesman for myself that's mm -hmm. something i talk about in therapy a lot mm -hmm. is like how i'm a natural salesman mm -hmm. i try to adapt to the people around me rather than standing in the ways that i'm unique and having people surround me that are like-minded mm -hmm. i'm very much in that mode of just uh trying to adapt to other people and i think that's most prominent in my romantic relationships so yeah that like the it is like a growth but there's also like a sense of blissful kind of ignorance, I guess, in that song that, mm -hmm. yeah, I think isn't really present in any of the other songs. I, I, I just think it's a really cool point to 
to start off on really in that in that first half. Yeah. And it's it's like slowly become like in my top two. Like yeah. it was definitely like lower yeah. in the ranks. I mean it, it fluctuates with family over money for me Bro. occasionally. <laughs> Just cause like even though they're drastically different, it's like the the writing, the like intenseness that you took to like create that that sound. Yeah. Cause like that was another thing when I first heard I was like it it sounds nostalgic, but it's not a direct like I can't say, Oh, this sounds yeah, like, like this. this. Yeah. It makes me feel, it makes me emote, it has that like nostalgia to it. And I think that's like the cool thing about this album being so like based in present feeling mm-hmm. is like you can have a song like This One's Gonna Hurt, which is me, you know, rapping over this boom bap kind of beat. Mm-hmm. And then it can be immediately followed by me in this kind of like melodic, mm-hmm. like weird layered kind of just super deep track. You know, I have like crickets in the background and like this like slow metronome that builds up until mm-hmm. it takes over and kind of blossoms. Like mm-hmm. the fact that these kind of songs can be back to back, I just think is super emblematic of just the work that we've done mm-hmm. throughout this process to like really build an album that is cohesive, but also like cannot be pigeonholed cannot be put in one box like, mm-hmm. i think it's incredible that we can have just so many different kind of sonics that somehow mm-hmm. somehow work together the fact that we can talk about those three songs back to back to back yeah. like those are the order yeah. and they're all so different yeah. like yeah i think it's but it's, they feel in the same family like they're all spirits at the same yeah. time like there's something that carries you through where like you start the album and you don't go to track two and feel like you're you're somewhere different. Yeah. You just feel like, oh, we've pivoted, we've navigated through another And I think especially piece like Yeah, I think especially with like the relationship anxiety that I felt over the course of um, me and my ex being together, it was like that's what it it felt like. Like it feels like minute to minute, that's mm-hmm. how it was. Like one moment I'm in that mode of selling myself, another moment I'm feeling super good about myself, I'm in the gym, whatever it may be, like I'm feeling good, Mm -hmm. I mean, bar out and do whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I fall back into something of Mm -hmm. of that kind of melancholy and Mm -hmm. of questioning everything. So Mm -hmm. it it very much, like this album feels like, saying it feels like a panic attack (laughs) seems crazy because I don't think that's the sonics of it. It's definitely a manic episode. Yeah, it feels like it's coming up and it feels like, you know, your endorphins rushing and then when you kind of crash down from that anxiety, like it feels like all of that very presently. So so it's it's really cool how that all came together. And into Greenwich Village. Yeah. Which that's like, that fights for a number. I thought that was your favorite, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, the moment it started, just staring at each other. I was surprised I made it through the live album, so I'm I'm happy. Yeah, that was like, like a 45 minutes. Yeah. Yo, so what's up, podcast? We just had the camera die, so we chilling. <laughs> we finna go re. We finna go get the attachment. Yeah. Ian, come pop a spot over here. We're gonna have an interim. Part of the podcast with you on it. I get to sit over there. Please come pop a squat real quick, uh, guys. Welcome, Ian Combs. How's it going, uh, Ian? What is your favorite song on this album? Right now, like you're talking about, yeah, uh, the Summer Boy. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like that one a lot. Yeah, and that's... I I heard that when you first made. Yeah, it. you were one of the first people. Yeah, that like it definitely was like wow, this is. This is crazy. Like, <laughs> I hadn't heard you made like a song like that before. And yeah. everything that it was like all the emotions and stuff brought around. Yeah, I was bro. Like, wow, this this speaks to me too, you know? 
Bro, I remember playing you. This one's gonna hurt too for the first time when I yeah, made that. Holy. I was like, guys, I think I made something. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Even in the car with the bass and everything, I was like, holy cow, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, so. And. What's up? Okay, let's Fire. talk about Greenwich Village. Man, uh, that song is like. It's crazy because I think we just kind of touched on how like everything feels like that wave of like relationship anxiety, but that mm -hmm. song the most, um, you know, it started off as a love song that I wrote as my ex was moving to New York when we were together. Mm -hmm. So it was like that's that start point as she was leaving as we were starting our long distance relationship. Mm -hmm. I started writing that first half mm -hmm. and it was so emotional for me. Like I couldn't record it until mm -hmm. well into us kind of being in that process. So yeah. I record that first half year in the studio with me when I do that. Mm -hmm. Then everything goes down and I'm back home and I'm like, this is what it felt like. Like if I was going to send her a song, this is the song I would have texted her. Yeah. But it wasn't talking about my truth in the way that I wanted it to. Mm -hmm. And it's that second half of things feeling so good. F things feeling so good. Mm -hmm. You know, all the love being there, you know, mm -hmm. like when, like when we're talking or when we're on FaceTime or whatever it may be, but like the second it switches and I have to sit with myself. Mm -hmm. It feels like that second half. Mm -hmm. It feels like that punch. It feels like, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this next minute. Like I was having like panic attacks that were lasting like eight hours a day. Like it was exhausting. So that second half of just being like, okay, this is what I was really at and where I felt like I had to hide. Like when we were on the phone, when we were talking, mm -hmm. uh, this, that was the half of my relationship mm -hmm. with myself mostly that I wasn't letting anybody into. So yeah. that second half feels like how that felt. And I think that song as a whole just serves as what my day-to-day -day really felt like. So the, no, it's like, it goes back and forth between being my favorite song just because sometimes it's that, like that back part is so great. The first half be throwing me off because you know, I don't do emotions. Yeah. yeah. But I feel what you're saying. Yeah. But sonically, it's just... It's the beat switch. It's the the writing, the the melodies, yeah. and that beat is so fucking. <laughs> God, yeah. Like, no, that vocal thing is literally just like a splice thing that I chopped up and I, I threw in there. But yeah, bro, that that first half feels like it could be like a two thousands like mm -hmm. pop country song. Yeah, like it feels like early like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like it feels like it's really crazy yeah. i've been listening to so much phoebe bridgers so i think yes. that comes through a little bit in this album a lot mm -hmm. but like yeah it was like that and then that switch up is just it it felt like i shouldn't go there i remember yeah. putting it into that session and being like that's too crazy like that's mm -hmm. weird no one will get this like because once again kind of talking about me on my journey of finding my sound i was like mm -hmm. this sounds like nothing mm -hmm. i've heard like that's got to be wrong so yeah. i almost like I, I put that beat together and I was like, okay, I exported it mm -hmm. and I sat with it for a while and I was like, this is weird. Mm -hmm. And it just slowly started growing on me until mm -hmm. I figured out like, yeah, that's, that's what this feels like. That's, it's that simultaneous love of that first half mm -hmm. with that overwhelming anxiety that's still present in the second yeah. all in one. That's, that's how we were living when we first started this album. So, and it gives um so much like texture, like it's so much to grab on to. Like, that's one thing I definitely can say, like, overall throughout the project. It's, like, every song, I'm, like, I'm taking a note. Like, I'm, like, letting, I'm, like, writing down each piece of, like, that I'm enjoying so much. And, like, there's no piece of it that's not essential. Like, there was nothing that, like, we already had, we had a, a great amount of stuff to work with. 
but it was when we came to like the final track listing and like there was nothing like i i had i feel like yeah. i had the least notes ever absolutely when like you got back to chicago and we started like actually putting the album together fully it just yeah i like i i think that i would have been a totally different place if i was still in my relationship i don't think i would have not not valued this album certainly not that i love making music i think that it's just such an expressive medium mm -hmm. but i definitely wouldn't have prioritized it in the same way mm -hmm. and i would have been more complacent mm -hmm. towards the end product of being okay once again this is where i'm at yeah. i really feel like this is the first project in a lot of ways where like it was that push towards perfection mm -hmm. and of being like okay like yeah, this is minimal. This is a shorter album, yeah. but like we're still gonna be doing all the interlude parts. Yeah. We're still shout out T. Mm -hmm. This is a good time to bring up T Star verse, yes. like killing those interlude in the those interludes that go into all the different songs. Mm -hmm. Like we're still gonna have the coma mm -hmm. spot. We're still gonna have me in this ethereal place. Mm -hmm. All the real stuff that's happening, mm -hmm. and we're gonna wrap it up with just some of the best songwriting and rapping that I've ever done. Like, yeah, yeah thus far, thus thus far in like already about to pass it like yeah. I mean, people don't realize like we still leveling still up working. and like this is going to be something in a year where i i do have notes for myself but right now this feels the closest to a form of perfection that i've found so yeah greenwich village is one of them ones i don't know it, it is it because we recorded the first half right before my breakup happened mm -hmm. and the second half was obviously written right as i was coming back to chicago so okay. yeah it's very it, it feels really cool as like uh like a timestamp record in terms of where I was in different parts of my relationship. Top tier song. Yeah. Bro, next family over money. Next we got Hold On. Oh, Hold On. Hold On yes. first. Which you pushed as the single. Yes. So tell me about what put you towards that. Because I just felt like there was so much time in between the album being done and filming visuals and then the actual release date. And, you know, I didn't want us to just come, like, full clean slate and people hadn't heard anything. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, we've been having listening parties and people have been, like, yeah, hearing it intimately. Yeah. But it just felt like a, the best statement. Plus, like, that beat is so fucking sturdy. <laughs> like, I like I want to get sturdy every time I hear it. <laughs> so it's just the music. That song in particular, just it, it felt like, okay, how do I tell you? this is what's coming but this isn't the best, best thing you're gonna hear yeah and that felt like okay because i was running through like in my head like each song and everyone each one felt so essential to the album itself yeah as we're hold on is one of those where it's very essential and a crucial like through line to the next song but it also has that like it takes you out of it for a bit it's yeah. like you know you t you take your break you know like you've gone through a lot of heavy shit and now you're just like okay i can vibe I can, to this yeah absolutely. i can vibe to this yeah no that was one of like the that that song i had before peace and drowning came out so mm -hmm. we turned in the album that was like the first song i made mm -hmm. uh after kind of coming out of the first album process so mm -hmm. I, I sent that over to tana he turned his verse around to me in like 45 minutes i swear Jeez. to god I emailed it to him Hardest and he was like, fire, I'm going to write to it right now. Yeah. Send me the acapella right back and had it in. So yeah. yeah, we had been bumping to that for a while. But what about that do you feel like is like, not like necessarily like the thesis statement, but like what you want to like lead everybody into the album with? Like what about that statement did you feel like was so important? Because it's about love, but it feels like something's wrong. 
And I feel like that's like the big picture of this album. Even like when in the original version, like there was always something about it that felt like this is love, but something's wrong here. Yeah. And I think that's the the best way to sort of tell, you know, the audience like this is, you know, yes, you were in love, but now you have an album coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was the point of Hold On. It's like, I was in love. Yeah. Now I have an album coming out. Yeah. Hold On. Yeah, that's fire. Yeah, no, because that was like, that's the point of Hold On that I don't know if everyone's kind of gotten. It's like leading out of Greenwich Village. Mm-hmm. Uh, T has that snippet talking about... Um, how like so much of the love that we give off is stuff that we've learned through our households and the ways that we grow up. Mm -hmm. And that's like the holding on was my definition of love was like, okay, I love you. I'm going to keep you really close to me and I'm going to make sure I got all the control of this thing. Mm -hmm. Like even like when I'm like praying, when I'm talking to God, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, God, take all these things. I'm going to leave this in my bag. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take this with me because I'm really scared that you're going to take this away. So I'm going to hold on to it. Mm -hmm. And is that, that thought of, your partner not having the freedoms that they need, yourself not feeling um, any kind of connection to the world outside mm-hmm. of your partner. Mm-hmm. It, it was that. So, yeah, Hold On was the ways that I was learning to love kind of growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, I know I have stuff to work on in myself, but I don't have time for that. Yeah. I'm on my way out. I got to make sure that I hold on to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that's just as, like, it's the, it is, like, that kind of, it can be the front runner for the album mm-hmm. as like a solo piece. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I also feel like it is the front runner of how I started this process mm-hmm. of loving, not even just in this relationship, but you know, as a kid growing up and trying to find my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people don't realize like I was the cancer kid, I was the chubby kid, I was the kid who had an eating disorder, mm-hmm. I was really skinny. Mm-hmm. Like I had, I've been through all of that. So mm-hmm. being in a place where I'm like, uh, appealing to other people and like attractive in a lot of ways is something that's very new to me mm-hmm. since you know being like a uh, in, in music and stuff yeah i was always the kid that was like kind of nerdy mm-hmm. really liked wrestling like mm-hmm. just wasn't the most popular like i had that yeah. so coming into it 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 feels very present for me to like be trying to work on myself as a lover and as somebody who's kind of defining healthy love in my life like mm-hmm my first instinct was always what did i learn from my parents let me hold on let me hold really close um so bringing that to light i feel like was very very important yeah it definitely it hits upon a a certain theme that the album carries through like that's another thing i love is that it's a lot of different lessons to learn through each song like it's not just about oh he's in love also like oh he has trauma but also you know he's on his rap shit, like, yeah. you get each bit of the persona each time. Um, it feels if it, it felt right. Yeah. For the first single, the only single. Yeah, the only. <laughs> the only single. Before our, we won't even talk about the heart. Yeah. Stuff, the yeah. mission. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on to family mm-hmm. over money. Yes, a classic. Definitely, easily one of the best songs of the 2020s <laughs> already. Such a big claim. I appreciate that. Um, you and Drench always make magic, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Manaheim newcomer. Yeah, sir. But still has always been just a, a crucial piece in oh all of God. this. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I'm just like my recording process over the past couple of years. The fact that like the, uh, he has a song, Paranoia, that's out now that y'all should check out. I have a feature on that. But besides that, like we didn't have anything out mm-hmm. in, in my catalog. I've made so many songs with him and mm-hmm. never had anything out. So mm-hmm. 
this being like that first statement was really cool for me. Yeah. Uh, me and Drench got a lot of music and I expected some other stuff to be out before this. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that wasn't and like this is yeah. this is like that piece, I mm-hmm. feel like it's super cool. And that's just my favorite Drench verse ever. Ever. And I'm just saying that because it's on my ever. album. I'm not just saying it because it's ever. like that. Like the fact, like I've been waiting for him to level with his audience like that. Yeah. Like since we started making music since I met him. So <laughs> it was really cool because... You know, I think Rotary was me going into Drench's world a lot, mm-hmm. which I loved. I love that song. Um, and I think it's super important in the narrative of Peace and Drowning. This felt like him coming over kind of more into the stuff that I do yeah. and, and, and leveling in a way that I just, I really appreciated the fact that he was willing to be vulnerable like that yeah. on my album and willing to kind of have a verse like that and, and be so accepting and excited for it to go out. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, and yeah, Manaheim is just, crazy like the ways that he can put together melodies and the ways that he just finds stuff out of nowhere uh, like he doesn't he doesn't do more than like three takes on like anything i think that stuff the end part of family over money he had come in i played him that i don't think the end part was even it didn't even sound like it does now Mm -hmm. on the album i played it for him he was like yeah let me try something and he like freestyled that whole end part the whole thing and i was like that is crazy what and i saved it we went away i i had to so here's the thing drench records his verse first on a song that like was not even family over money i had a totally different first verse on it concept wasn't there Mm -hmm. he did his verse and i was like i gotta go back and rewrite i rewrite to his stuff i talk about my dad he's talking about his mom i do that Mm -hmm. we play the whole song through i'm like that's sick totally forgot about the outro with manheim on there he comes in on the outro and i was like this is crazy. That's when I knew, like, this is a record. That it's we a got. holy trinity. Like, yeah. When <laughs> that outro blessing. came in, I was like, when did we record this? What yeah. happened? Like, it just felt so divine. Like, that, yeah, that's a song that I think is going to be a benchmark of my career for a while. Yeah. I thought it was going to be the best song in the album. And the fact that that's even up for contest now is so awesome yeah. to me. Because, yeah, I thought that was going to be, like, the shining stars. So, and it was just. Uh, subject matter wise something that was really important for me to talk about so it was a blessing to receive that song in my text messages you were the first one to really hype it up i mean me because it's yeah me josh and manaheim loved it but like when you were like this is one of them ones like because you know like i'll tell you when it's like oh i like that yeah but like that one i was like oh this is some because you know like i grew up listening to to all the like greats like hip-hop like real Mm -hmm. hip-hop like not just you know whatever we listen to now yeah. but just true artistry and like that was the first time where i heard some shit from you and him and i was like okay so i wasn't tweaking like i'm mm-hmm. i'm not just you know playing around and like hanging with these guys and listening to their music because yeah. it's cool like no they are awesome. on another level of talent and like that was where i was like damn Hey, y'all made me feel like I have stepped my pen up to him. Like, hey, okay. <laughs> and I forgot that you were in the you were in the room when Drench recorded his verse too. Yes. Bro ran in. He had like ten minutes before he went to his shift for one of his day jobs. Snapped. Came in. He was like, I got something. Ran that thing and then just like left. Dipped. Like he just vanished. Dipped. And I was like, what just happened? And we looked That's around. And I was like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I remember you left the left the studio with Manaheim mm-hmm. or whatever. Like y'all left, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I gotta rewrite right now. Yeah. Rewrote my verse, and that is what it is. But yeah, you hyping up that that record, like yeah, yeah even your verse, like it's just like the way you paint the story. It's so vivid, 
and but it's not in a preachy way either like that's my like a lot of artists i'll hear them paint like a story that's similar and it feels like off like you you just had like the feels like it's from an elevated perspective yeah yeah and i think i had some of that on peace and drowning too yeah where it was very much like okay let me lift up those around me and all that stuff that's like really important yeah but um i think that i didn't yeah i didn't have like the vulnerability to necessarily I was processing my past stuff, but I didn't have the vulnerability to talk about how it was still affecting me in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think this album is very much like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I don't even have the answers on a lot of these tracks. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the solution is, mm-hmm. how to make it all better. You know, talking about family stuff, like it's, it's really tough and it's a really touchy subject for a lot of people. Like it wasn't about finding the answer at mm-hmm. this point. It was about being comfortable in finding peace in the process and mm-hmm. in those imperfections and the relationships I have with my dad, um, I felt like a very like crazy metaphor in a way, like a really meta kind of thing for me to, yeah, it's, it's that process of finding that love and that forgiveness, even in the midst of imperfection. Important. Great song. And then it goes into, well, the craziest parts of the album, in my Please. opinion. Oh my Bro, your interlude went so crazy. So tell me about the process of, I know we talked about you having an interlude, like, before we even started the album process, yeah. I was like, I want you on a track. Yeah. So where was your head at kind of going into the process of making it? It was just, because what did I write that in, what, 30 minutes? Bro, less. Like 15. 15? I okay. swear. Because I, ha- I like jotted down notes. Like I had a couple yeah. of things that I like knew I wanted to like hit on. But then when I heard like the soundscape you had built, I was like, well, okay. what I Some of what I have here works. But then it just felt more of like this reassurance because i mean we talked a lot about how god was gonna have like the placement on the album like where that theme was gonna fit thematically Mm -hmm. and since there's another song we weren't able to like get done yeah which oh my god another great one um bro which one is it tell me um what was it called the song damn what's the name of that damn song feeling bad no the eternity thief no it's the it was it was the one that was gonna be on it and you wanted uh anarian Oh, lift me up. Yes, lift yeah. me up. Um, that was like a piece that I felt like was missing just slightly. Yeah. So when I was writing, like I wanted it to, you know, like sound, of course, like, oh, you're in coma. I'm just talking yeah. to you, writing a letter. But also as like kind of like a prayer too, where it's like it's traveling, you know, to you in, you know, the yeah. purgatory God yeah. space, however coma's work absolutely yeah and so it just it just worked very well and i think that will you at the end is kind of like the pre of course the precursor that i do yeah so it just it it felt right and my delivery i kind of just came up with on the spot you know i of course i have a podcast so i i talk on on mics all the time um but it just it it felt divine like i just kind of let god use me and the words that i had written yeah like even those lines like i i kind of just blacked out and just wrote them yeah like i i know the sentiment of each piece but it just yeah there's a certain part of it that you can't necessarily explain yeah i felt like that injection of faith was really important because that was something like when we had first cuts of this album with so many different songs that didn't make it like it was always like where do we inject the faith into this love story and I felt like, yeah, that was a perfect place that I wouldn't have mm-hmm. thought of to take it. Yeah. But like, 
that pause after family over money, that kind of act break mm. and kind of going into what the next couple of songs are kind of doing. Like it, yeah, it felt like that was, that's that divine sense that only, only God can make this album at this point. Like the yeah. album that we have now, like mm -hmm. I could have never made it myself. Yeah. So yeah, that injecting of faith at that point in the mm -hmm. album just feels perfect. It feels exactly like it. Cause it really is, feels like, yeah, that turn back from, mm -hmm. even though that there are, heartbreak moments in the first half of the album it's mm -hmm. a lot of like that that bliss and that love and that up kind of feeling to okay what does it feel like to be really in the nitty-gritty of trying to process and heal mm -hmm. uh yeah you injecting that that piece right there felt perfect it was a blessing and an honor and i do it anytime well there will be more i'm pretty sure Dog. that was crazy um into i do yeah very like emotional moment every time that song plays which that's one thing i like about this project is that even though it's it's still emotional it's like i don't feel like i need a break or mm. i need to like not play a certain song peace and drowning is heavy heavy oh my god there's heavy. points even where i listen to where i'm like i don't know how much more of this i can like listen yeah. to it feels very much yeah so I, I, that is a note that I'm really happy about on this album is that you can listen to it front to back and it doesn't, I don't think I was necessarily like trauma dumping, mm -hmm. but like it definitely feels like, yeah, it's, it's a lot easier. It's easier to listen. So what about take me through the process of recording I Do? I Do, I think is going to be the most underrated song on the project. I love I Do. Uh, what people don't realize, and I think like this was one of them, mm -hmm. um, this song, No Hellos, mm -hmm. um, Obviously, this one's going to hurt and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That was made while I was here over the summer before I even went long distance with my ex. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, those songs, like, Which these things that are very much heartbreak-centered were made before anything was even mm -hmm. bad. Like, yeah. everything was good. It was that anxiety of, oh, my God, what is going to happen if this all goes sideways? Mm -hmm. um, so, I remember we had a talk that night, me and my ex, about um, us going long distance and how it was going to work and how it was going to be really tough. Um, and I was like, yeah, it was one of those pour my heart out records where I was like, I need to make this out of necessity. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to function when we go long distance. I can't even think about being away from this woman. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that was my worst case scenario was being that far away from her. Mm -hmm. um, so that whole record was like, how do I function if this goes sideways? Mm -hmm. And that was something I didn't want to even think about. So putting those words out, saying those words out loud was... Mm -hmm. Um, just like a form of empowerment that I didn't feel like I had before that point to speak those things out loud. Mm -hmm. um, and as an artist, I just felt like it was my duty at that point. You know, I feel like uh, to know when I have it in me to really to push and to get those things out. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I do is that and it's that raw emotion. Things like those background vocals with my tune on them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't remember doing them. I don't know how, like, I can make those noises like that. Like, I don't yeah. think I can do that run again if I tried. Mm -hmm. It was just like, here, I need this out. Um, once again, all kind of just like freestyle for most of that. So, mm -hmm. just, yeah, laying that all out there. And that second verse, if I had to fight for that second verse yeah. with you. Because there was always, a, every time I'll play you that record for like the first couple months you'd always laugh at that at the second verse because it's, it's it's it was i don't know it's just it was interesting it but i had to like let you get it out because i knew that that was a message that you needed to yeah that like i gotta let you fuck him if you want to all that kind of stuff like that has been my big 
that's yeah i like for me that's yeah. a message that i've been trying to say for a while yeah um and you know i think like part of it is like that's like it's not this like big metaphor way yeah. of saying it. like i kind of was just like i mean it. i got yeah like i mean yeah. it like that's my you're biggest fear ass. is that you're gonna go out you're gonna find somebody else and y'all are gonna have this close intimacy which is the way that i process my love mm -hmm. so you doing that means like with someone else yeah so like if yeah if we were to break up if everything goes sideways and you have to go find somebody else i gotta let you do that like that's crazy i don't know if i can handle that mm -hmm. that is a shot in the ego and like pride that i'm not mm -hmm. ready to take mm -hmm. uh so yeah that line is something that you know i think i've had for a while just mm -hmm. in like figuring out where to put it um but that line was super like that whole second verse was like important to me in that way of like being able to say like yeah this is my worst case scenario mm -hmm. And like to other people, yeah, like it might it might seem like not juvenile, but like it might seem like a little bit undercooked. But like that's really my biggest fear, which is crazy. Like that is it, you mm -hmm. know, that that someone that I really care about and that I've given my heart to, that they're gonna decide to throw that away and then have it in in them to go find somebody else and like not really, you know, necessarily care about where my heart's at. Like mm -hmm. that was the worst case scenario for me, which. We chilling now. Yes, yeah. reality and good glory to God. Yeah, keep it pushing. Yeah, so that's I do. I do. I think is, yeah, it's one of my favorite songs on the record, and I don't. I think it's gonna be super underrated for a lot of people, but I fuck with it heavy. Definitely top tier. Yeah. Um, into no hellos. No oh my gosh, this song has come so far. Mm. Like I'm, I'm very like in in retrospect, I'm very happy it didn't come near the cutting room floor yeah I'm very happy it's always stayed a part of the project like i was slightly hesitant when you came up with stay with me because mm. i was like maybe are we going too deep yeah but i, I almost, think i was like if something has to go i was gonna almost take out no hellos which in yeah. hindsight i'm really glad that we didn't because i feel like it it's like continues the narrative like it doesn't feel like you get to like that climax until stay with me like i feel like you're it's like continual rising action yeah and then when you get to stay with me you're like oh yeah and and like with even like you can hear it in the second half with mm -hmm. that big string build up and yeah. everything when t comes in i thought that was going to be the climax of the album mm -hmm. so i built it like that was the big moment of mm -hmm. the record yeah um so the fact that it wasn't we have a couple songs after that that yeah. feel like that stability and feel mm -hmm. like it kind of mm -hmm. like that resolution like the dust settling mm -hmm. yeah no hellos like was I mean, we called it, like, my Adele record when I first made yeah. it. I was like, oh, this is, like, a song where I just kind of sing, and, like, there's really no tune on it. Like, I'm just kind of going. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a very, very foreign place for me to be and really uncomfortable when I made it. Mm -hmm. Or making this and being like, this sounds different than anything else I've ever made. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, just being super uncomfortable because of that. So, yeah, the fact that it's kind of stood through the test of us making all these really difficult selections on what's going to make it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's really important. What about that song is important to you, do you think, in the narrative and just in the process? It just has such a crucial piece. Like, it just feels, like, so finite. Like, I think we finally get to the end of, like... Because I, I, I like to call it, like, hurtful healing. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the best way to describe it. It's, like, it's hurtful to say goodbye but it's about the fact of like you will get to another hello with yeah whether it's hello to finding myself hello to a new significant other hello to success like yeah it's that for me where it feels like okay we've we've said you know everything that i've needed to say 
I am finally okay with saying goodbye. It hurts me to say goodbye. Yeah. But I'm okay with saying goodbye. It's the, like, I think one of the biggest things I've learned just in the healing process outside of the music has been like prioritizing my needs over my wants right mm-hmm. now. You know, there are certain things that I, as a man, want to do. Yeah. I want to be able to go and flex up and cover myself in ego. I want to be able to go, yeah. you know, hook up with a bunch of people and, you know, being in Chicago, being a city that's filled with models and celebrities and all these people. Mm-hmm. Like, I want, I want to chase after that life. I would love to go just party yeah. my sorrows away and all that. Like, yeah. part of my flesh really wants that. Mm-hmm. But it's prioritizing my needs and being on my own side enough to snap myself out of it mm-hmm. and put myself back in constructive places. So I think no hellos is that acceptance of this is not something I want to do. If I, if it was down to my wants, I'm staying with you. I'm going to hold you close. I'm going to hold on. Mm-hmm. But I need to be able to let go of that. And that really hurts and that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, that was the point that I was at where I was like, no part of me wants this. I want to chase it. I want to hit her up, but I want to try to get things back. Mm-hmm. But I got to prioritize my needs over anything right now because there was a large part of my relationship where I was not on my own side, where mm-hmm. I was very much on the opposite, mm-hmm. where I was watching myself wither away and mm-hmm. the potential of what I could have been mm-hmm. um, instead of me you know, doing what I needed to do because I just wanted to chase that wants and that short-term gratification. Mm-hmm. So the ways to break the cycle are not to, not to continue it. The ways mm-hmm. to find that relief is not let me feed into whatever this loop is. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no hellos is that reluctant acceptance. And not even acceptance, but the discipline in order to do something outside of what I want. Mm -hmm. So. Great song. It's crazy, yeah. Into Stay With Me. Just tears. Every time I think about the song, just tears. Like, it just has this... Because I don't don't remember exactly what I said. But when we were talking about its placement on the album... I just felt like it was the perfect carry through. You said it was like the emotional height of the project. Yeah. I remember is what kind of put us over it's this like, where it's at. Because it's like the audience has been three with this journey. Because like you're, you're talking to, you know, your SL, yeah. you're talking to whoever, but you're also still talking to the audience like, no, yeah. stay with me. Yeah. There's something else here. And I felt like it was the perfect way to wrap up like the album narrative. And then, of course, we get into the outro, yeah. but... It was just a great way. It kind of feels like, um, like you know, like when you're in, um, like in the software, try like looking at the audio, and you see like the track yeah, map, yeah. and like it's this perfect like catacomb, yeah. like it's very like slow, and then it builds, and then it's like back. It feels like that resolution for me. And it, it felt like after that letting go, you know, it mm-hmm. feels like after you break the cycle mm-hmm. and there's like a lot of sorrow and there's a lot of pain, but then there's also this piece to that record yeah. that's not present in I do and not present in no hellos mm-hmm. that is, is very much there. And that's where I was at. So, um, you know, that record came about cause that's the first thing I wrote after being home when mm-hmm. I was like, I need to take mental health leave. I need to come home. Mm-hmm. I, I sat here for like, two three weeks and i didn't know how to write any music i was really just trying to get through these days like it was really bad and really dark Mm -hmm. in those moments um so stay with me was the first thing that like god kind of put on my heart to speak about Mm -hmm. where i was like oh i have a record so that song the whole background is uh, like a tiktok loop that some Uh dudes like steal these 
chords mm-hmm. and like write some stuff to it. And it's mm-hmm. like, I saved it, went to take a shower. I was in the shower. It's one of those shower songs that like, where I write a whole song while I'm in the shower. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I run to record it. So I didn't even have any of my recording stuff with me. When I came home from my mental health leave, I didn't bring any of my music stuff. It was very much, I packed a backpack and I went home. So I wrote that song. 10 minutes at my kitchen table right there um and 10 minutes all three verses all the hooks all that yeah. um then when i got back to chicago uh we had a session where i was recording something else yeah. uh, i was in there for like three hours you left after that session was done i was ready to pack up and go mm-hmm. and i was like let me try this one more time mm-hmm. i did a take before it didn't sound right mm-hmm. try again didn't sound right again we have our session you leave i was like okay one more time i'm gonna just go through it mm-hmm. i was just like playing around I was like, let me just track it just in case I get a good idea so I can come back and record it. So I hit record. I one shot the, the whole song. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's it. I was like, that's what it is. That's what it feels like. I wanted that feeling. Uh, we've talked about the album a lot in our talks, but mm-hmm. um, the Lauren Hill MTV Unplugged yes. 2.0, that's like kind of a become classic. like my favorite album of all time yeah. just because of how raw it is. And mm-hmm. I wanted a song that felt like that, where it felt like it was just live. It felt like me just sitting in front of somebody. And telling them straight up how I felt and what this relationship was. So mm-hmm. it's that overview of like, yeah, it's that decompression of when you're able to let go and step away from the situation. Mm-hmm. And you get that bird's eye view for the first time of this is what this was, you know, mm-hmm. from this really weird, unexpected love mm-hmm. to this conflict that we're in. And I'm going to try to make it work, but things seem off mm-hmm. to damn things were off. I got to let this go. I got to let myself be okay and hurting mm-hmm. um, and, and realize that I can break the cycle and that that's the best thing I can do for myself. Um, and also just from a songwriting perspective, I think it's some of the most raw, but intelligent lyrics I've had. Mm-hmm. And you know, that last verse going from that, that last re- repetition of, of that hook mm-hmm. of going from stay with me to the other people mm-hmm. to me trying to convince myself mm-hmm. to, to stay with myself and to stay here with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have nobody else to turn to um, in that moment where you can find peace within yourself and, and be your biggest cheerleader and support system, mm-hmm. it was that because mm-hmm. I was thrust into that situation alone mm-hmm. in my apartment trying to figure out how the fuck I'm going to keep living. Like mm-hmm. it was very real mm-hmm. um, and, you know, stuff that I've just been processing through over months. So, yeah, that, that song hits me in the heart just because it's just so raw. So there was no metaphors no way of just doing mm-hmm. it it was very much it's my intro back into realizing that i can make that art and that it can mean something mm-hmm. um yeah it's just it's closure you know special record it's like it's just it brings it to just such a, a happy medium and then we get to mm-hmm. wrong person right time yeah that one, uh, oh, wrong, yeah, wrong, wrong for a time. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to rap. I think we talked about yeah. it. I wanted that outro. Um, I wanted, like, I said, like it was like a Drake outro. You know, like, yeah. I just wanted like that moment where I can just kind of talk my shit. Mm. And it's that reminder once again. Like mm-hmm. the biggest thing I've learned through this is that that self love, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was that antithesis of okay, here's the relationship, here's mm-hmm. all that stuff, and that's still yeah. present. But don't like get it twisted. Like mm-hmm. if y'all are gonna talk on me, like I can be depressed as fuck like and i'm gonna still out rap y'all and i'm gonna still out work you guys and i'm gonna still keep working and and drop this album like you know the pace that i'm keeping up is crazy Mm -hmm. um and it was that moment of just like i'm really not good at being proud of myself Mm -hmm. you know i've always seen pride as like a bad thing from a faith standpoint so Mm -hmm. i've always like 
kind of neglected to look at it. Mm -hmm. This was my time of being like, just patting myself on the back one time. And yeah, just putting on a clinic, really. I was mm -hmm. like, this beat is fire. I'm going to just use this as the time to just give you the best bars that I can. like, mm -hmm. And to just show people that y'all can't even touch me when I'm sad and making Adele records and singing over acoustic Adele guitar. Records. Like, y'all still can't touch me. So mm -hmm. it was important for me to have that for, for myself. Hmm. And I don't know, I feel like the more I listen to the project top to bottom, it feels more and more essential. Yeah. Like... Because I know we talked about just like the 10 track narrative yeah. and then we threw the in, the outro on the back and it just, it, it feels so much more final after that. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like the book has closed, but it feels like, okay, this is a good place. I can stop reading. It's that coma. It's that like waking up point of being mm -hmm. like, all right, there was the chapter. Yeah. Here's what's, whatever's next. I don't know what that is, yes, but, but when we step out into it, it's very much like that. Yeah, that opening of Pandora's box and being like, all right, we're going to step into it. Um, yeah, I just I just wanted to rap. And at that point, like, you know, there's a lot of really good songs that didn't make the cut. Yeah. But after hearing that track back, I was like, that's it's it. on there. Like, yeah. I don't care if, like, it makes sense for the narrative Same. even. Like, I just want to rap that's and I need to remind man. people that this is where I come from and that I can, yeah. that I can do this. So, yeah, I think that versatility and... As as you play through the project, that pick me up at the end, mm -hmm. I feel like it's so needed. It's needed, and that's something that I didn't really think about with Peace and Drowning. It was yeah. like, okay, here's the end of the story. There, yeah. period, done. Like this was like that that last point of okay, we can do something to just lift the people up. Yeah. And yeah, it feels like that victory of coming through the other side. It kind of feels like a manic episode, but like in the best way possible. In the best way possible. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it's cognizant of your manic episode. It's like yeah. I'm aware I'm going through yeah. this right now. Like yo. And I'ma get through it. It sounds but like this I just is how I'm it sounds like I took too much pre workout, went to the gym, <laughs> lifted heavy shit. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that relationship and i came back and it was like yeah. i'm just rap yeah. like it, it feels like all that which i think was kind of where i was at was yeah. just like figuring it out so it's a step in that and just reminding people that y'all can talk on me y'all can do whatever i can be sad as fuck i can be yeah. confused on where i'm going mm -hmm. and i'm gonna still out rap y'all and yeah. i'm gonna still come from my spot mm -hmm. and y'all can't touch me with, with that shit so coming out of this year i think it was just super important for mm -hmm. For us as a team too to just make that statement yeah. um yeah we we here to stay it's working out so because no, like what you have to say matters so much and like that's my thing it's like even with the naysayers and people who do whatever say whatever etc it's like you're making music that has a pulse and that's like it's very rare like I, i've listened to many artists i've worked with many artists and i just feel like I have not worked with anyone whose music has such a pulse on life, on culture, on what it means to be human, be a believer. Like you wear so many hats, but make it all look so just clean and polished and well done. So I'm very excited for people to hear this and yeah. it resonate. And I'm just going to kick it down their throat. Like, buy that shit. On the Stream next, it. bro. And by the time they're done with this rollout and feeling that... On to, to the next. next. That's how we roll. On to the next. Um, okay, last thing I had. Um, like, what has this project taught you in terms of, like, the creative process? Mm -hmm. And also on, like, how you, like, define love, like, from a creative standpoint, from an art standpoint? Mm -hmm. And then also, how has it, like, affected your personal life? 
during this process? Creatively, it's been it it's it's felt the least like work of all my work. Like it just <laughs> it feels like something I get to like we go have our sessions or have our meetings and it makes me remember when I was 12 writing raps in my mm. notebook like it makes it feels so nostalgic and like happy and it's never been like even this whole process I feel like has been the least st stressful <laughs> process like even though like personally to get to the work yeah. like you had to go through but just logistically this has felt like the least amount of work yeah. um I'm sorry, because I put you to the ringer. We'd be running around. Yeah. I'd be introducing new mediums yeah. every day, so I appreciate that. But I love it because it, it keeps me on my toes. Like, I'm only as good as how I keep going. And, you know, and I, I feel like that's another thing that's taught me about love also is, like, you keep going. Like, whether you're loving on a person or you're loving on yourself, like, you still keep going. Like, it's love is still work. Like, it's it's the most beautiful feeling when you have it. But when you don't or are trying to find it, it is work. And when you treat it in a way that it's it's not the bad work, it's the good work. It's the good fight. You're fighting for love. You're fighting for self-respect. You're fighting for your voice at the end of the day. And I feel like that's been the beautiful takeaway of this whole thing is that you keep fighting. Shit, well, that's the ending. That's the that's wrap that home. That's perfect. No, that's fine. That's the closing of the whole dog. And we be careful. That's crazy. You guys killed that. Damn. Thank dog. you. Thank you all so much for listening to this very special Mogul Money presentation. Thank you so much to Avery for allowing me to come into his world. It truly was. A piece of my life i will never forget and i'm so excited songs i can't listen to is out now on all streaming platforms i will put the link in the description go to songs i can't listen to.com to keep up with everything album related watch the visuals watch the doc watch everything we have truly delved into the creative process as far as making this a multimedia expression so there's so much more to come all of the visuals are coming out in just a couple days actually that's a little podcast uh, sneak peek, just to let you know. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Shout out to Noah Sigrist and, uh, for holding us down with the footage, as well as Ian Combs for coming through in the back end. It was an amazing, amazing time we had in New Hampshire, just really delving into this world and making these this this something that lives. And I hope it continues to live after me. Uh, Thank you to my regular Mogul Money listeners for listening to this. I know this is something very different from what we normally do and even talk about on this program, but I want to start interjecting the fact that as moguls, as artists, you create in different spaces and in different times and in different lanes, and not one mogul looks the same as another one, and we can share space and save space for one another. So always remember that. Mogul Money explores the road to building an empire, interviewing the world's newest and greatest entrepreneurs the audience is exposed to a nuance of becoming a mogul in the digital space and the errors that come with creating solidified legacies for future generations i am your host miles brazon Harmon. our editor is tyler kendrick big shout out to tyler kendrick for coming through with the editor back love him 
Thank you all so much for listening. Follow the show at Mogul Money World. You heard that right. Mogul Money World. We are expanding. We are not just a podcast. Mogul Money World is my creative agency dedicated to making the possibilities inevitable. There you can go see my amazing roster of artists, photographers, and models. Shout out to my amazing team who has made this in this entire process so much easier for me. Um, I have so many thank yous, but I will save those for later. Again, Mogul Money Season 3 is coming very, very soon. Keep posted. Subscribe to the podcast on all podcast platforms. You can find it. Uh, Follow us at Mogul Money World. You can follow me at Signed Miles on all platforms. I will see you all very soon. Songs I can't listen to. The second expression by yours, Avery, is out now on all streaming platforms. Thank you all so much. Remember, take care, love yourself, and at the end of the day, you got this. I'll see you all very soon. Bye. I hope you hear this. Experience is the teacher. The art of becoming is something. Heartbreak is the gateway to a breakthrough. For these trials can't break you. We bend, we fold, we share stories on the microphone. It was the delusion of grandeur that this love was possible. Impossibility, I lost a bit of me. Gained strength in the ashes of what was. The past was the pain, you were the pleasure. Now in these songs is the ledger. These battles of the heart have commonplace, but for you, the space was made. But for this success, the price was paid. God brought you to strike the match. I can never say thank you, but farewell to the facade. Your memory never forgotten, but my steps are ordered and written. For God, I ask for forgiveness. He asked me one question. It was a challenge to be accepted. Many have faced God, but will you? Put you in the Cause we stay in control in the name of love.